Good Monday morning, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I am your host, Stephanie. I am recording episode 122, and I am going to continue with the three circles communication tool and continue to talk about boundaries and ways of communication in this context. And I want to go over a couple of things that I thought about this last week as I was contemplating how to proceed. The first thing is I meant to reach out somehow to find out if this was clear. I want to make sure that I am laying it out in a way that those of you who are listening are understanding it. So if you have any feedback on the first part of this, please let me know. You can contact me any way you have access to me, and I would be glad to hear what feedback you have. Um, I'll probably create an Instagram post and ask for feedback on each one of them because I want to make sure that this information is really useful to you. And it's not useful if you don't understand it. I want to briefly remind you what boundaries are. Boundaries are the rules and limits that you set for yourself within relationships. They tell you and another person what's okay and what is not okay in that particular relationship. And you're going to have different boundaries with different people. And then values are the second piece that help you gain insight into your truth, which allows you to understand and articulate your boundaries. So your values should reflect your boundaries, if I said that right. So we talked a little bit last time. If you value family time, you are going to have more strict boundaries around your work schedule, potentially. If you value peace and quiet, you are going to set boundaries on how much time you expose yourself to loud or gregarious or things that take peace out of your life. Those are simple examples of how values are going to influence your boundary setup. The other thing about boundaries is that if you are setting a boundary to change another person's behavior, you are doing it wrong because a boundary is not about changing someone else. A boundary is setting a rule or a limit around a certain issue in a relationship and then acting aligned with that in the consequence or the expression or the working through whatever the issue is. So if the boundary is trying to get somebody to change, if you want your alcoholic husband to stop drinking, it's not about telling him or threatening him. It's about figuring out what your limits are. If you want your children to obey curfew, It's not about threatening or manipulating or punishing them, although that might be part of it as a consequence. It's about explaining what you are willing to tolerate 
and what your rules and limits are around that particular issue. If you are trying to set a boundary so that you change another person, you are doing it incorrectly. That's not what a boundary is. Okay, so we talked last week about the first circle in the three circles communication tool, which was my circle, using the correct pronoun. So briefly, there were two jobs in my circle. The first one is to know my truth. We talked about that just a second ago. Understand your values so that you can have a good sense of what your truths are. A truth is something as simple as your likes and dislikes or your preferences and can be as complicated and complex as your belief in a higher power. The second job you have in my circle is to keep people out of it. And this means not letting people come into your circle. I'm switching pronouns here. You don't want people to tell you how to think, what to feel, or what you should do. You might need to remove yourself from conversations. You might need to express your preferences. You might need to tell people that you won't have certain conversations with them again. There's a lot of ways to keep people out of your circle, but that is your second job. Keep people out of the my circle space. All right. The next circle is the relationship circle. And that is the second circle in this series of three. You have one responsibility in the relationship circle, and that is to express what your truth is. So this particular circle involves interaction with the other person. And that is the third circle, the other. So in the relationship circle, we invite another person to take a step into this circle with us. And this is usually done by conversation. So let's talk about expressing truth in the relationship circle. It can be as simple as, I don't like chili cheese Fritos. I'm going to keep using these. I'm going to go back to the three that I used so that I'm consistent with my examples. Or it can be, I can't make that lunch appointment with my group of friends because I already have plans with my family. It can be asking for help with something. It can be saying, I really need help getting the house painted this weekend. And it would really be helpful if you all pitched in. It could be stating a boundary. I don't feel comfortable with you taking the keys and driving the car tonight. It can be inviting someone in for a conversation about one of these issues or about something else. So sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your preferences, your emotions, your desires, your needs in this relationship circle is how you express 
your truth. That's, again, easy or simple, but can be difficult because there are better ways than others to express our truth. Expressing our truth needs to be about us. So I'm going to use the pronoun me, and in the relationship circle, I am going to express my truth. And my truth would not sound like, you never listen to me, you are always talking over me, you don't respect anything that I say, and I don't think you even like me. That might be my truth, but that's not how I'm going to express it in the relationship circle. In the relationship circle, I'm going to say, I don't feel heard. Sometimes when you talk over me, I feel dismissed. It's hard to feel, it's hard for me to feel respected when you always interrupt. That's the way I'm going to share my truth in the relationship circle. If I am a mother working with a child, I am going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you can't drive the car tonight. I don't trust you. The last time you went out, you were 25 minutes late and it scared me to death. And so no for this time. My truth is, I don't feel comfortable letting you drive tonight. I was really worried last week when you didn't come home on time. And this is one week that I'm not going to let you go. That's how you express your truth. So if I'm using my three examples about chili cheese Fritos, about valuing family and spending time with them, and about my relationship with God or that I believe in God or a higher power, my expression might sound like this. I know you really like chili cheese Fritos, and I know you're trying to get me to like them too, but I really don't want to have this conversation anymore. That's how I express my truth in that area. Number two, family. I know that you have this big lunch planned with all of our friends, but I have already made a commitment to spend it with my daughters and grandkids. I would really like to schedule something else another time. That's how I would express it with my value number two or my truth number two. Sharing my truth in the relationship circle as it relates to my belief in a higher power would be, I have found value in my understanding of God. I don't like the way it makes me feel when you belittle and undervalue my expression of worship. That's how I would express my truth in the relationship circle. And it's just a toe. When you imagine this metaphor and you have these three circles lined up next to each other, not overlapping, and you've got yourself standing in the my circle, and you've got the other standing in the other circle, the relationship circle is in between the two of you. And you don't jump your whole body into the relationship circle. You kind of just put your toe into it. 
as you invite the other person to come in there with you. And then that other person actually has a choice. What they might do is completely unpredictable for the most part, because what you might expect to happen one day might not. And what you don't expect to happen one day might. And that's the beauty about this tool is that it doesn't matter how they react, because if you keep these roles, R-O-L-E-S, in mind, then you just go back and do it again. If the response isn't acceptable or it's aggressive or it didn't resolve anything, then what you do is you go back to your circle. And in your circle, your job is to know your truth and to keep people out of your circle. And so if the relationship piece didn't go well, it probably didn't go well because you either didn't stay in your circle or someone came into your circle and you didn't keep them out, or you expressed your truth in a way that was manipulative, coercive, shaming, or designed to make someone do something different. The other thing you can do in the relationship circle is enter it when someone else is stating their truth. This can be tricky, and hopefully one of the things that you have learned over the past 121 podcasts in some way shape or form is how important validation is. It is really valuable to, did I say valuable twice? Whatever. It is valuable to validate someone when they are stating their truth in the relationship circle. So someone comes into a relationship circle and states their truth. So their truth is I don't think you should be worried about me just because I was late last week. The reason I was late is because we had an extra person with us and I had to take him home as well. I explained that to you that night and it didn't seem to bother you then. So if you remember, that is the response to me when I stated my truth in the relationship circle about not wanting one of my teenage kids to drive the car. So he came in and stated his truth, which was he doesn't think I'm being reasonable. Validation. In that relationship circle, I'm going to validate him. And I'm going to say, it makes sense that you would feel that way. And I can see why you don't think it bothered me because I didn't make any kind of a deal about it last week. And if you want to continue to discuss this, I need to think about it for a few minutes. And metaphorically or symbolically speaking, I then step out my toe out of the relationship circle and I go back into my circle and I reevaluate my truth about this issue. Do I really have serious concerns about him driving the car tonight? Or is this just a holdover from last week where I'm mad and I want to punish him? I don't know. This gives me an opportunity to think about it again. But what I did 
when I stepped into the relationship circle based on an invitation from someone else was I validated. And then I gave myself some time. You can use this for everything, everything. And if you're thinking for a minute that this sounds like a lot of work, you might be right. There is quite an investment in understanding our truths and then reassessing our truth again after a five-minute exchange and then doing it again. But we do it on the fly all the time. We just react poorly when we are responding. We don't respond. In fact, we generally react. And in that reacting, we do not validate, we generally shame, we often guilt, and we're trying to manipulate people most of the time. Not because we're bad people, but because we don't get it. So the time that you take to think through these steps is the best and most significant blessing you can give to yourself and the people you're in relationship with. It is worth every extra minute that you take in any given day, because this is what it means to be human. This is what it means to be in relationship with people. And when we're all coming to the end of our lives, we're not going to look back on whatever movie reel we have playing before us and be pleased with our overreactions or our emotional outbursts or that time that we got him good or how well we punished or were punitive. That will never be what we look back on with pleasure and joy. We will look back on our lives and see ourselves in these relationships where we were calm and centered and truthful and authentic and validating and regulated that's what we will be pleased with. That's what we will value. That's how we will see ourselves. So in the relationship circle, whether you are going in to state your truth, which is your first job, or going in to listen to someone else state their truth, it needs to be about you and what you're expressing and how you are expressing it using language that is not accusatory, that is not aggressive, that is not shaming or designed to guilt or manipulate people. I cannot stress this enough. Parents especially do this. I don't think that's the way I wanted to say it. Parents are guilty of this. We are guilty of this. And we don't even realize that we're doing it. It's not that we're trying to be any of these things, it's that we don't know better. And so I am teaching you better. And time is your friend. You do not have to make decisions about things. You do not have to respond to everything in the moment. If you give yourself five minutes to respond to someone who is stating their truth in the relationship circle by saying, thank you for sharing that with me. Can I think about it for a minute? Imagine, imagine the scenes of yelling and punishment and punitive expressions and that you could avoid 
by just taking two to five minutes before you make a decision about whether you're going to let your teenage son go out and drive the car. Think about that. And any other significant issue, if I have a belief that God is significant in my life, and I am in a conversation with a friend of mine who does not believe that, and they come into the relationship circle and invite me in there by stating their truth about how they don't believe it, and they think people who do believe in God are silly and simple-minded and are just having the wool pulled over their eyes or whatever other milieu of things they might say. I have a choice. I can react angrily. I can feel ashamed and embarrassed. Or I can just say, I really appreciate you sharing your opinion with me. I am really grateful that we have the kind of relationship that you can do that. Do you mind if we don't talk about this right now? Or I think about what you've said and we talk later. Imagine that. Imagine what that would feel like to end a conversation that could potentially be fairly heated in a way where both of you feel like you lived aligned with your values. Both of you shared your truth. Both of you went into the relationship circle and you came out having been validated, giving yourself time, and having improved and grown the relationship into something more meaningful and of a deeper connection. If you have stepped out of the relationship circle in order to think about something or to contemplate something, it is important that you make time to go back and follow up on the conversation. Clearly, if this is an issue of timing and your child is waiting for an answer, you don't honor or respect them by not going back to them quickly to reevaluate what it is you're thinking. So the child who wants to take the car comes into the relationship circle and tells me that I don't, that it doesn't, I don't need to worry. He says, I don't think you need to worry. The reason I was late was because I had to take an extra person home. I told you at the time. And so I now have new information that I can take with me into my new truth. And I say, okay, thank you for sharing that. Let me go think about this and I will be back with you in five minutes. I go back. I make the decision what my truth is. Am I really worried? Like I said before, am I just trying to be punitive? Was I annoyed? Did he do something else earlier in the day and I'm trying to punish him for this? I get to think of a whole myriad of things. If I know myself and I do know myself, I am going to come back because I probably wasn't really that worried. I was probably just being a little bit punitive. So I will go back to this child and I will say, hey, I did a little bit more thinking, and under these circumstances, I am willing to let you take the car tonight, and I give him a new set of circumstances. And if he's willing to step a toe into the relationship circle and say, thank you for rethinking, I agree to that, then we are good to go. 
but I owe him this immediate turnaround. If it is something of a more significant nature, like, you know, the way I worship and somebody else's discussion about how they view God and spirituality, then we might come back to it a month later, six months later, six weeks later. And that's okay too. There is nothing about these things, especially these big ones that require us to keep hounding at each other. If I leave the relationship circle, it gives me perspective. It gives me an opportunity to deepen my understanding of my own truth without feeling like I have to defend myself. I realize that my friend can have her opinion and I can have mine and it doesn't impact our friendship. I don't worry about making any kind of codependent decisions where I worry that if I share my truth openly, she may not want to be my friend anymore. All of these thoughts are part of my continuing to understand my truth. And I can't do that if I'm standing toe-to-toe or nose-to-nose in a relationship circle yelling at somebody or trying to defend myself or trying to shame them. I hope this is making sense. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if it's not, please contact me in any way you have access and let me know what needs clarifying because this is really important stuff. That is the end of the information for the relationship circle. To quickly review, the relationship circle is the middle circle. It sits between my circle and the other person's circle. In the relationship circle, my job is to express my truth in a way that is about me not about the other person. The other piece of the relationship circle is to enter it when I am invited by the other person. And that usually consists of first validating them, being grateful that they have shared with you whatever it is they shared with you, and then responding in a way that is Val- that that is aligned with your values and your truth. And if you can do that in the moment, that's fantastic. If you can't, it is asking for some time and stepping back out of the relationship circle into your circle and reassessing your truth. Those are your jobs in the relationship circle. So far, we have gone through my circle and the relationship circle. And barring clarity, we will talk next week about the third circle, which is the other circle. And that is the other person circle. As you are contemplating these ideas, I want you to imagine that the other is also a my circle. So when you are dealing with an other, that person is doing the same thing that you are doing. They are standing in their circle. In their circle, they are learning to 
understand and know their truth, and they are keeping you out of their circle. So that's kind of the uh, the the flip side of it. Each person stands in a circle that they consider my circle. And each person stands in a circle and looks across the relationship circle at someone they consider the other. So I'm pretty sure you guys can get your brain around that. If not, write down three circles, draw yourself a diagram, try to figure out how each person you're in a relationship with has their own my circle. And each person that has their own my circle also looks across the relationship circle at someone who has an other circle. Okay, got it? I hope so. As an end to this part on the relationship circle, I'm going to leave you with a quote by Ram Das. I can do nothing for you, but work on myself. You can do nothing for me, but work on yourself. And have a great week. Mm-hmm.